Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to that podcast that you listen to every Tuesday, hopefully, the Game Dev Unchained podcast. It is the best podcast to learn about game development and the lifestyle of game developers. Speaking of which, there's two of them hosting this podcast right now. I, myself, Larry Charles, and using the same mic, just sitting on the other side, staring me deeply in the eyes, Mr. Brandon Fan. What's up, everybody? This is Brandon Fam, and this, if you haven't read the title, is another glass door confession. Do you hear that, Larry? A little whisper in the winds? Someone <laughs> playing making... play that sexy music. <laughs> what is that sexy music? So, glass door confession. Just as a little recap, is uh, you know we look on the website Glassdoor, which is famously known for anonymous reviews of companies, not just game companies, all types of companies. It's a great resource for. Again, this is not a commercial. We just like Glassdoor. It's a great uh, resource for a lot of uh, uh, future employees uh, to check on a website to get, you know, a pretty well-balanced review of a company before deciding to go all in. So this week, we're talking about Riot Games. Yeah. Uh, Incidentally, (laughs) really hot in the press. Uh, why, Why don't we mention a little before we go too deep? Sure. So Riot Games, if you recall, kind of had a wonderful story on getting into the game industry where you have a couple of guys modding Warcraft 3 with this great idea for a game called Defenders of the Ancients, I believe, uh, short Dota. And they wanted to publish the game. They went, you know, publisher to publisher to publisher. And from hearsay, I heard they were kind of laughed out of the room with the concept and no one really took it seriously. So, but then, you know... Fast forward a couple years, Dota is a huge phenomenon. And so they then being involved became Riot Games to make their own version their own way. And I believe that is the story. If I'm totally wrong, forgive me. No, no. Well, I'll fill in the blanks. All right. So it was around 2006 when two roommates from USC decided to, you know, kind of improve a game that they like. And I guess that game that you named was correct. (laughs) And so they pitched it around, eventually got funding. And uh, started making League of Legends, yeah. right? And then it wasn't until 2011 when, uh, you know, of course it was really popular. Tencent got involved. They mm-hmm. were partial owners. And it wasn't until 2015, four years after, when they've become fully owning Riot mm-hmm. Games, right? So the, the right now they have 24 offices around the world. They Damn. have also 2,500 staff members. Damn. It's a big company. The running joke of Riot Games is Riot Game because League of Legends <laughs> still remains to be their only game they ever produced. But if you check on Twitch, you check around the world, it's still very popular. Everybody's really into it. Usually top five. Top five, yeah. So that's the little back history of Riot Games. Um, of course, being through the industry for the last decade, Larry and I, we have plenty of friends that work there, yeah. plenty of friends that went through there left uh we've heard things right as you would working in the industry so uh as always we tried to create 
a, a, a safe area where we kind of look through Glassdoor reviews of from both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, Riot is very interesting as of late because there has been a Kotaku kind of like uh, article about sexism mm-hmm. over at Riot. And uh, of course, Riot completely denies everything because... You know, people make shit up all the time, I guess. And, uh, well, we're, we're going to start with that little history. And now we're going to kind of talk about the article. Because I, I think that is kind of... Sexism is apparent, right? It is a thing, uh, I believe. Especially uh, in the game industry. Especially in the <laughs> game industry. Um, it has gotten better in terms of ratio, right? I, I feel like there's a lot more women in the game industry now so a lot more representation um the bro culture that we are often criticized about is uh getting more and more unchecked right so uh i think the article came at a right time because it is uh things like this like these type of topics get brought up but they often die down without any resolution mm-hmm. but i feel like this one is finally making a, a bigger impact in the in this day and age right in this time um plus it's riot it's involving like one of the biggest game company in the world right so let's kind of dive into it right and i'll go point by point again if you haven't read the kotaku review of uh or the article uh, we linked it in our show notes as well it's fantastic it's pretty much everywhere everyone's talking about it but the uh the thing that has been kind of reported on is that, you know, there are a lot of honest resources and um, well, let's let me speak for my own account of things. Right. I haven't worked there, but I know a lot of people that have been through that studio and I heard good, good and bad things. Right. Mm-hmm. And often successful companies, you know, uh, especially a company like Riot. There, there is like a strong brotherhood that, you know, especially the OGs that has started the company, um, you know, they stick together. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, when you have a formula that works, it's very hard for them to change it around. So what I've heard is, is like, yes, it's a great place because there's a lot of perks, but um, it's very it's very political in mm-hmm. a certain way. And these are things I've heard. Right. Um, so it's very hard to move up sometimes. Uh, there is a bubble, so um, at the same time, it, it's very exclusive to certain groups and cliques. Like, just as I would say, just like any other place that I've been, right? But something like Riot is on a massive scale. So, just like that, though, if uh, if you're a person that just goes into a company and all you're doing is trying to earn a salary. And just you know, get the free food and go home. I, I think generally you're you're fine at a place like Raya. But if you start to really try to have insane amount of control or moving up the chain, or um, there's a certain amount of Kool Aid you have to drink. And and this is from secondhand account, right? This is what I've heard. Uh, and this for my own personal experience from companies I've been. You know, there's a certain level that you reach that you are limited uh, and hit a wall until you drink that Kool-Aid to kind of step over that wall. Right. It's always been that way. I don't see Riot being any different. So um, 
I hope you're ready, Larry, <laughs> for not working at Riot anytime soon. But uh, this is what the podcast is about. And this is just stuff we heard. So we're not insinuating anything. Um, and this is just bouncing off of, uh, you know, we're going to rely on the Glassdoor stuff. We're going to look at the Kotaki stuff to resonate with our own secondhand account of, of situation there. So what have you heard, Larry, through your years? Sure. So I did a tour at Riot. The tour was great. Uh, I mean, huge, huge campus. They have their own art and characters all over the place. They, you get to see the arena that they do competitive, you know, matches in. Like everything is set up around League of Legends, theater rooms, snacks, like all the perks. So they have the opportunity to be a freaking fantastic place to work for all people, right? Like tons of bathrooms, tons of everything, whatever you can think of that you could expect to ask for at work. They had it there. Like the money is good. You know, the job security is good. Their golden handcuffs have fur on the inside. So it's like, it's the nice golden handcuffs. Um, Personal, personal wise, like a lot of the developers there all seem to be very interested in League of Legends. It's almost as if it's an unwritten rule of applying. I mean, from the top level devs to some of the first people I met on the tour, I could tell that they were bleeding like some sort of outward love for this game, you know, and uh, I actually went there as a like, I didn't play that much because they were giving away like, oh, put in your summoner and we'll give you this free stuff. And I was like, oh man, sorry, I'm a pro dev. You know, I am a game developer, so I'm happy to tour, but I actually don't play the game as much. And the dude yanked the iPad from my hands like <laughs> like he was offended. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, he did it in jest. Yes. I'm not going to get the guy in trouble. He like did it like with a me, yeah. but he was like, nah, I'm just messing. But, it, you know, right, obviously right, he was right. not going to the thing so uh i think the kool-aid part about what some people may be saying i would say it's probably half half i'm sure there's diehards there who love league of legends who are like this game is legit i want to work on this game it means something to me in my career to be there and then i'm sure there's other people who are senior developers who are probably great artists or great designers or you know great systems designers who are like i had experience that got me here and i also make sure to drink two glasses of kool-aid a day so that i can you know maintain exactly exactly Uh, i could i can imagine that there's probably like both sides of the coin over there. Uh, I don't have personal experience of anybody I know complaining or being like, this sucks, this this is bad for me, or I can see these problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people that I know that work there, I respect their esteemed colleagues and friends. So I would be sure that they would leave if real bullshit was happening. Mm-hmm. But every single one of the ones that I know that are there are male. Yeah. So me too. Th- that is the thing I can say. Me too. From the people I've heard that have left who are who've been there for a long time, it's like uh, the stuff that you would hear, right? So they, you know, in 2006, this is the time they opened, and they have a hit on their hands. Mm-hmm. And from what I heard, is that the beginning years were really tough because yeah. you're, you you have essentially their own engine, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was like, from what I've heard, crap. So when they had money. <laughs> to actually bring on professionals mm-hmm. there was a lot of band-aid and what the fuck is this like mm-hmm. we're gonna fix this everything mm-hmm. was set up wrong anything that you would expect from a startup company so there yeah. was the, the the few first years were rough mm-hmm. right and there was like a bro frat type of mentality because there is like a uh you mentioned like, an unwritten rule but yeah. as a as a, a game developer trying to get into right games it is required at the very beginning i would say the first five to seven years that you have to play league of legends Mm -hmm. which kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. but in a game industry where you know we're very we're very um limited 
on talent already, right? That also is required to play the game to actually work at one of the best places in the game industry. You know, I can only imagine that pool being very one-sided, right? It's not yeah. a clean 50, 50% of men and uh, female that plays League of Legends. So already you're already uh, segmenting the pie even more from a very niche group of game developers, right? So I, I think by maybe by accident, um, most likely by accident, like the most, you know, the hardcore developers or, or who are also the hardcore players that get siphoned in, get through the process and actually land a job are, are probably predominantly male. And this is one of the stuff that the article does point out. Right. Um, and one of the if it is the, the requirement, which it was. Um, um, being how hardcore of a gamer are you? You know the questioning towards female. Since when you go into these servers and you're playing with your friends, you know how often do you face a female that is a- able to contest against you? Right, mm-hmm. not very much. And if that is a requirement on the job status, you know you can only imagine an interview. Like how skeptical can can a few, you know can you do can you be when you're interviewing females like that's who says that she's like a hardcore gamer right so that was one of the the thing that was pointed out in the article like this anonymous uh developer having like being grilled mm-hmm. and not believed that you know she really likes the game so yeah that's a hard line that's a tough one for me right off the bat, man. Like I'm not going to, so for that one, I'm not going to put riot, the company at fault, right? Because we don't know who was responsible for that interview that left that impression. But I do know that I will make a statement about general game or gamer culture is there's a lot of boy boys out there who just have a hard time believing that one video games are fun for girls too. And that there is a potential that a girl could be competent at the video game or even better than them. They definitely can't be better than them, right? But mm-hmm. at least competency, you know what I mean? There's people who have a hard time believing that she can move her hands on a keyboard and wiggle a mouse and click buttons just as fast, if not better than I can. Poppycock. Right. I, I don't believe Are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Are you right. kidding me? Right. So I'm always like in, I always believe the truth is somewhere more in the middle when it comes to these type of things. I'm sure there was a lot of sexism uh, mm-hmm. that was involved. Um, throughout the company uh-huh. and uh and, and there might be you know a, a lot of women that are working there that aren't encountering these type of pra- uh-huh. uh, bad practices as well right i think there are both sides to this the, the only thing that that show to me is uh that was uh throwing a red flag is that when this article came out which is you know from this point of the episode probably within a week or two right uh-huh. Riot immediately counters it, saying, "Oh, this is this is completely based on nothing," which is never the truth. I mean, yeah. come on, man! No one just completely makes up something. They had Kotaku did their homework. They had many interviews before even publishing something like this. You know, they can get sued over this type of stuff without checking their sources. Mm-hmm. And for their, it's what, what was that one thing that came out a couple uh, years ago when we were talking about like. Uh, oh, it was, uh, I think it was Naughty Dog. Naughty uh, Dog, yeah. That backlash happened. And what was it about again? Was it about the same thing? It was somebody basically said that, I, I, gosh, we've done so many episodes. I think the individual who left the company had said years later these oh, bad things about his experiences there. Something about sexual harassment as yeah. well, right? And it was yeah. a male. Yeah. And, and then Naughty Dog 
immediately at the one day after without you know we make fun of it saying that oh they must have came in on sunday pull out all the files there was no no suspension of disbelief for exactly the amount of time it would take to actually look into the case especially if the files are eight years back seven years back so to speak uh and then again i guess riot in your in your case here comes off as doing the same thing like the bad press is out the first thing we do is counter it whether it's true or not and in 20 2018 i don't think that's this you can't take that stance at all not at all even out of respect right for the industry for the people who love your product for the truth if it's even the truth you got to be like we take this seriously we will address this you will hear from us when we have found details or you know maybe not details because then that's almost like that's like an admission of guilt but basically we will look into the details and we will see what the actual case is yes you know what I mean? Like that's yes. the best stance to take. That's the Hollywood stance. I mean, they've been been doing this for years, oh, so the game yeah. industry doesn't know about this. But that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. you haven't done your homework, and Kotaku was, uh, you know, they've been doing this investigation in the article itself. They've been saying they've been looking into this since January, mm-hmm. right? And there was a point in the article where uh, uh, Riot says, "Oh, we've been." discussing how to uh counter the well how to uh uh promote diversity in the workplace since uh since may or something which was a month before they learned about kataki doing uh investigation in this into this right mm-hmm. and then kataki was the one that was uh quickly noted that no they've been investigating since january so them like that was a direct response Mm-hmm. to what they knew at the time mm-hmm. and they just quickly tried to deny it without really doing the homework which is again a, a sign of guilt in my opinion if i were to just look at because never never is the case where something as big as this is completely guilt-free mm-hmm. yeah 24 offices twenty-five thousand people and 2500 2500 oh, okay 2500 all right yeah. 2500 people okay got you either way one of the things that i can say about it is like i feel bad for the likelihood of other girls out there who were excited about like oh man riot would be my dream job when i look at league of legends and i see the variety and the diversity of the characters right. that they release I can see a lot of archetypes where different types of people would gravitate towards different characters. But when you take a step back, you're seeing a diverse group of people who are identifying that they have relationship interests. No, that's not the, they find bits of themselves. They find characters that they can gravitate towards inside of this one single product. So therefore this product has a diverse unified community. Some of these people will be girls. Some of them will be girls who are like really tough and like this type of character. Some will be like, maybe I want to heal. Some will be like, I just like doing this specific type of gameplay. Either way, regardless of whatever type of person they are, these individuals like the game. Some of them will be like, hey, I'm actually a developer as well. Maybe I would love to go to ride and work on this game that I love playing so much. Oh, look at all these glass doors. Look at this Kotaku article saying that girls aren't going to be treated well. It's bro culture. They're going yeah. to X, Y, and Z, you know? Yeah. Well, what's disappointing me the most is like even even let's say they did try to like really pump into this diversity uh, in the workplace since May of this year, right? <laughs> It's like 10 years too late, man. It's like you've been 
companies like Riot who are uh, in, in like what the Fortune 500 or whatever mm. and is voted to be like the top 25 workplaces of all industries have yeah. the luxury to finally start thinking about beyond trying to keep the lights on every year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, tech companies have these type of progressive way of thinking more so than, you know, a AAA company that only has one hit, mm-hmm. right? And for them to just start in response to a Kotaku investigation. That's just damage control. That's very damage control. And it's yeah. like a lot of issues have been brought up that has been kind of sh- shuffled under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it It's alarming that it took them this long. And it, it really kind of shows their color a bit, even if they're not, if they're, if let's say, let's take, their side, riot side, and say, yeah, they've been. There's no issues like this ever, and mm. they just really been pumping it up since May. What 2018, 2006? This is like over 12, 13, 14 years before they actually start thinking about this. They've been successful so long since day one, right? Like, what other issues are there over there? And it, well, only reason why I'm kind of like being a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Is because they are the top notch guys that represents the game industry that is able to lead by example, right? Mm-hmm. And for them to be backwards on this type of issue, which is to me nowadays feel very backward, man. Most tech companies have this under control because they know the type of damage it can take. Yeah, uh, it's, I think type of thing going on. What's great about 2018 and where we are in just social media is I hate to say social media shame policing is an effective tactic, but I have seen it be effective. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say that that's how people should be policed because it's a fake way to keep you in check. It's like you totally would be doing the thing that you're in trouble for doing, but you don't want people who are potentially going to give money to your product to abandon you. So you want to make sure that you placate towards the image that you're projecting to this large audience. You know what I mean? Right. That's why you see people who will do something racist, then all of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram erupts and then the parent company of the person that repre- that is being represented by that company will be like, oh, we have distanced ourselves from said employee, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. Now, I'm glad that that's the result, but like you also have to ask, well, they hired the person, they've worked with the person, there were people who probably knew long before this moment occurred that there was a problem. I'm sure the problems were voiced. I'm sure there were opportunities to actually just do the right thing because it was the right thing to do versus now that your your butt is exposed that you like need to pull your pants up and say i'm sorry you know what i right, mean right and so go ahead uh, so that's kind of how i feel like when i would see a company in a situation where they're in hot water make a stance it's not true and we've been looking at it since may right like yeah yeah it's like may of this year dude yeah so, <laughs> that's not even a good response and that's i think that's what bothers me in general, when it comes to like companies saying like, we want to diversify or we're seeking to diversify because me as the person who's usually thought of when they're talking about diversification, they're like, yeah, we want someone quality, but we also want to make sure that they're minority. You know, I use, I, I find myself falling into those pools, right? right. Where I would be a targeted person in something like that. All that I'm saying that is because from my standpoint, I say, is it that you genuinely believe that your company, your product, your culture will be benefited by my presence? Exactly. Or is just doing this just because exactly just because the press is pressing you, which is never yeah. a good situation because now not only is the employer 
you know, is feeling guilty. You as a person that is hired after all this mm. is questioning yourself. It's like, mm. am I really qualified for this job? Even though you feel deep down you are, now everyone around you f- doesn't feel that way yeah. as well, right? It's, it's just bad all around. Yeah. Hey, Token, uh, uh, Larry, Larry, hey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can you so come let- to the meeting? So, there's some specific situation on the article. I kind of want to pinpoint them for the people who haven't read it. So you mm-hmm. have an idea of what these uh, allegations are, right? There there are situations where uh, these are all anonymous because rightfully so, right? People mm-hmm. still want to be employed. Larry and I don't care. So <laughs> we're just going to... And again, we're not coming from our own... This, this is an opinion of yeah. what we found, all right? Yeah, so I, we are, is all we are reading Glassdoor reviews <laughs> that other people wrote. Exactly. <laughs> and That's offering our, our thoughts. Offering our thoughts. Out there. So there's one situation where, you know, uh, uh, there, there's a woman uh, who, who was, you know, in a higher position and comments like, oh, it must be hard to to work while you're that cute. You know, assuming that part of her cuteness is like, you know, distracting her from being able to work efficiently. There's other situations where. uh, That's such a creep ass comment. It's very creepy. Such a creep ass comment, man. Oh, it gets creepier, right? There's a woman that came across an email thread about how uh, her colleagues or bosses would uh, like to penetrate her. Yeah, dude. What do you mean? Oh, Same. oh, in the email thread, they said in they the email would thread, like to. Yeah, saying like being like these are women that are good targets to sleep with, right? Yeah, man. Uh, That's what on, I mean. It's on, very hard to kind of like write these off as like on company email, like company email, man. People get comfortable, dude. I have to admit, man. In, in those email threads, you forget you're at the workplace. You're having a laugh. The audacity. The audacity. I never comment things like this. Right, mm-hmm. might be fart jokes here and there, but to not never offend, right? Never offend. Okay. I'm gonna That's another one. Yeah, I'm gonna step out on a limb, and I'm gonna say something that I know is gonna paint me as probably a misogynist a little bit. All right, uh, do it. I'm just gonna say that I'm a person, and uh, I'm gonna say that first. Okay. Every single game company that I've worked at where there's been attractive women, I've heard people saying like, "Wow, this person's attractive." Things like what guys would say, and I don't want to just say, excuse it as locker room talk, but I do know that people have hormones and people react to those hormones and that individuals may even share in a common interest, which is like, wow, Stacy's like, man, did you see her shirt? Did you see her skirt? I know that that's not something that you can stop just by saying we're an open place where we do X, Y, and Z and we respect people are still going to have these discussions, but goddamn, go for a walk. Like, yeah. Keep Stacy out of it. You know what I mean? If you're going to do it anyway, at least appreciate the fact that she's a professional colleague of yours. Maybe if you want to shoot your shot and it's not against company policy to date, maybe you shoot your shot. If she turns you down, that's it. You got turned down. You know what I mean? But like, fuck, you're going to go on the emails and like, oh, did you see? Yeah. And leave like a paper trail. And so the reason why I, I, I preface what I was saying beforehand is because it's not so much that I do it. I know that it happens. I'm not stupid. And I don't want people out there to think that like we're so PC and we can control everything. No, people talk about all kinds of shit. They talk bad shit on their employees, their coworkers. They talk whatever. People will talk. They will discuss. They will say this. I think that's not something that you're going to be able to stop by saying it's company policy to not do it. People will just be quiet, clandestine. I'm just shocked that this conversation happened on a recorded public 
you know, some semi persistent form of like documented email servers and sloppy man with at riot.com. Like at the end, are you serious? Idiots. Wow. Well, there's another one that is along the same line and this is something you can relate to Larry. So uh, a, a woman who were testing the waters, right? She went in the meeting with great ideas, but oh, yeah, everyone yeah. shot down around the table. Right. Yeah. And so to test it, she had a colleague, you know, pressured him into it, had him agree. He was able to pitch the same idea weeks later and everybody was applauding. Mm-hmm. He he didn't believe it at first, but he yeah. came out saying, oh, man, we have a lot of things to fix around here. It I think I remember reading that exact sentence and she said with tears in his eyes, he yeah. looked at her and like. It's, yeah, that's hard, dude. Like, what are you going to say to your friend when that's, that kind of stuff is happening? At, at a company that you thought was really progressive, right? Well, there's another, there's a common thread that's happening in society right now, actually, that relates to this very message is you have one group or group of individuals who is claiming that X bad thing is happening mm-hmm. and another person who doesn't fall into the victim category of that bad thing because they have like 0.001% frequency of experiencing that thing. They actually just believe it doesn't exist. They can't right. see how you could be going through such bad things so often. It must be your fault. You must be right. doing something wrong. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so I'm actually glad that she had the person do that thing. And I'm glad the other person agreed to do it and then saw realize it. Yeah. And see yeah. what she sees. Cause now she has an ally and now that whole movement has one more person who's like willing to say like, no, you know what? This shit is wrong and we need to make changes. Hopefully it wasn't just talk. It was like, what else can I do? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we had Rosie on a while ago, yeah. you know, and she, she painted the same exact picture, right? She had an idea, but, uh, had someone, uh, say the same thing as she did. And it was, it was applauded everywhere. And my, I mean, I, I'm sure that you, you pick up these little things where even if people are trying to be politically correct and be safe, right? There's just uh, secondhand communication that, you know, they, they aren't able to hide behind words that, that just showcase, right? Just the way they prefer someone to work on a certain future more than the other, Right. A little bit of favoritism here and there. And mm. they have biases. Right. These type of things can leak a little at a time. But the frequency every day where you can't find any fault of your own can be very frustrating. Right. Mm. And for some people, man, you, you're going to blow up sometimes. dude. So, I mean, I, I definitely congratulate someone that goes through something like that is able to try to test <laughs> test their their hypothesis mm-hmm. and is able to confirm it with someone else and to be like see this and is happening you know what really sucks when i think about the grand scale of things like that is imagine the annual performance reviews yeah. right like when it's time to evaluate the person's contributions and fairly reward them with like some sort of raise mm-hmm. if the people are just so used to being like oh my god ugh, yeah Yeah, whatever. You know, you're so not in touch with the game industry. Then someone else does the same idea and then they get praised and allotted. Oh, yeah, this we need more of that. Yeah. Person two is like, yeah, they're candidate for raise promotion for, you know, more. This other person, they're not quite there yet. I think we need to see more out of that person. 
You know what I mean? I mean, that was exactly a situation that was in the article as well. Someone who's doing uh, above their pay grade, above, you know, every mm-hmm. everything that was told, they were told to do to, to get promoted. At the very last second, a male colleague was promoted instead in that place. <clears throat> that happens, man. You get the swipe. That's what happens. Well, was he deserving? You know, before I just before I just jump into the pool and like say, man, fuck that. From was what it- I, from what I was told on the article, it was just like that happened a lot mm-hmm. for no apparent reason at all. They were groomed for a position, and then the last second, you know, a male colleague would just take their place. Yeah. And that's when you take your shit out and you go somewhere. Yeah, you gotta leave. Yeah. yeah it's, but it's very hard, man. It's it's it's, oh, it's hard. It's hard. It's a tough industry, and you're you're at you finally made it to one of the best places in the world, and you're yeah. facing this type of crap. Uh, I just love the images that are included <laughs> in this article. If you get chance, listeners, man, go over there and browse the images of like writers, and it's just like ninety nine percent male <laughs> and like three percent female in the group, and uh, they were very uh, on the nose. That stuff. Right, right. Um. The young lady saying that, like, oh, I was grilled extra hard in the interview. Does she know specifically that other people weren't grilled as hard? Or was it a, like, we just want to make sure that people legitimately love the game versus are just bullshitting to get, like, this sweet-ass job? Right. So I don't know. But, I mean, I... I'm also going to say I'm not stupid again. Like yeah. I, I know how bro bro it is in the game industry. Right. I've, I've seen the toxic masculinity leaning on female people and have, forcing them into positions or forcing them to deal with an overwhelming amount of scrutiny. Undeservedly. So, right. you know, I understand both sides and I, yeah. I have reason to believe that she was probably telling the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'm hoping that maybe, you know, I, yeah. I hope, I hope this much. I hope that I agree, man. I think it's it's pretty standard to think that uh, our industry works off of referrals, right? Yeah. We mostly refer our friends. And our friends, if anything, are pretty much alike or similar to who you are, mm-hmm. right? So people just like being around people that are similar to them. So until we have this usher in, which is, is starting, right? A lot of females are entering the industry. It's going to be very hard for other groups of people that aren't like us. Mm-hmm. to to uh flourish and and to feel comfortable right so i can definitely see the skepticism when it comes to this type of stuff it's like yeah, you don't look like me obviously you don't sound like me so how can you be you know uh competent enough to mm-hmm. take this job that i'm interviewing for and so uh I, I think not i don't think it's done out of maliciously maybe it's you know um, no it's 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 a deep i would say it's about relationship and your ability to recognize that you have faith in the individual. Those factors may not be based on like valid qualifications, right? Like Mm -hmm. there is probably bias in there Mm -hmm. and you may not be aware of the bias because inherently you will believe you're a good person and you also believe you're good at your job. Exactly. It, you'll be like, you know, something about Shelly just didn't, I don't know, but you know, this, this Ken guy, yeah, he really gets it. Yeah. Yeah. Even if both of them were just as qualified, the same individuals, it could come down to bias because that's definitely something that I deal with a lot. I'm right. sure you do too, which is right. someone having an opinion of you or someone expressing like a treatment of you because of deep seated resentments for or prejudices, you know? Right, right, right. And you are you are guilty of things in their mind. 
that you have never even touched, done, or even thought about doing in your entire life. Right. But they assume, you know, right, there's, right. there's, like, oh, well, sh- yeah, sure. She plays league, you know, yeah. she streams. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun down there in like bronze class or whatever, right, right, you know. Right. It's very hard to overcome prejudices or prejudgment of anything because both sides, right? You're coming in with all these experiences that you had, especially if you're a woman, uh, a, a female in the industry, right? You've been in these little, like little encounters, little things that seem a little bit off. And here you are in the interview process again, and you're getting those looks that you've always been getting those looks. And so in your mind, you're like, all right, why are you questioning me so hard? And and maybe the other side is innocent, right? Because they're completely blank or non-biased, but they might take that as like, why, why are you being difficult all of a sudden, you know? And so it's just bad on both sides until the industry as a whole can address these issues and be like, hey, there is a thing against females or other groups of people that aren't like you uh, that uh, is unfairly being pushed on everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it, I think the way out of it is like a company like riot to recognize that to take yeah. fault when there is some blame, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, and just own up to it and be like, hey, we're going to make an example out of this. We're not going to tolerate this stuff. But to completely banish it from their vocabulary as like, this is impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 2,500 people. Everyone is awesome here. This is like ridiculous. It's, uh, is they're not, they're not fooling anybody. Yeah. It, it creates way more distrust. So I say this is a good time, apart from our thinking, to kind of dive into the glass door what do you say larry cool i've got i've got some some glass door reviews pulled up Uh, let's see this first one is oh man so the hot buttons say doesn't recommend the outlook is listed as neutral and definitely disapproves of the ceo this is a former employee and artist from los angeles headline says below average leaders managing some of the best talent in the industry damn what, what was the date of this one? This is July 29th, 2018. Okay. It says, worked at Riot full-time for more than three years. Pros, benefits, healthcare, pay, amazing coworkers, amazing talent. Here are the cons. Poor leadership experience at the top. League was a huge hit at the time and was more or less an indie startup. These guys who were the interns, artists, engineers of League early seasons, mediocre by today's standards, yeah. are managing teams without actual experience to back it up. They're either painfully aware of this or fooling themselves. Both create... Oh, man. Actually, I hit show more. This is like... I'll just read the first paragraph. All right. Uh, Before you say too much, sure, man. Sure. All right. That is already kind of like... Uh, illustrating what i said before right so mm-hmm. i've had friends that started with the company or at least in the early years of when they are successful and they brought in like professional professional mm-hmm. it had a very indie startup feel and basically you know i don't know how you feel about this there is a certain type of loyalty right these <laughs> the guys that you started up with who are you know uh, a garage uh-huh. uh indie group right it was able to build something out of nothing and it became like everyone became rich all of that mm-hmm. so of course there's a certain tie and loyalty be like hey these og guys w- was able to scavenge uh with me you know it's gonna be around and obviously the next step would be they they handle things and become leaders mm-hmm. but the truth is when you start adding in talent who's been in the industry for a long time who know the processes of 
being in a large company and being able to move a lot of wheels at once, it's very, it's a hard pill to swallow mm-hmm. to come in and be like, dude, you've only been in this street for a couple of years. Yeah. You've been a lot more successful than I am, but you have no idea, dude. Like, well, I gotta, I gotta fix this crap. To even say, like, if they look at it and say you're more successful, I would say the opposite is you've had one success, Yeah, right? Like you, you've gone through one project and you have done well. You hit a home run, yeah. You know, it was great, but it's not an individual contribution. There's yeah. there's many factors. Yeah. But I 100% agree because I started my career in production, mm-hmm. fresh out of college. And I've said this on the podcast before, there's nothing worse than being so green, <laughs> you know, that you may as well wear a Crayola t-shirt as you yeah, ask yeah, these yeah. people, hey, so really, tell me how long it's going to take you to do this thing. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Mm, that, I don't know. That sounds a little, it sounds a little much. Yeah. Are, yeah, you, are yeah. you kidding me? You know what I mean? <laughs> no. And especially in geek culture, right? It's a it, yeah. pride is a killer of things, mm-hmm. right? So now that you have guys who are maybe older than you, have a lot more experience than you, and now you're managing them, right? A, a display of dominance is, of course, like you know, being louder, you know, saying things that might not make sense, not owning up to your mistakes, you know, doubling down on mistakes, mm-hmm. even, right? These are the type of things that can really, really uh push out talent um and make it difficult if uh if especially the talent doesn't want to drink the kool-aid right so this is i'm already seeing the 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 blocking pieces of what it could have been like in the early years of right and what could still be there to be honest right Mm -hmm. the fact is that they only have one game and i have to say i I know they've tried to create another one. They know it's a problem, right? It has to be a problem. So um, this could be, that could be part of the problem, right? Just, it's very hard to trust people who weren't there from the beginning to hand over the rings and say, hey, you might have a better idea of how to handle this and take the baton onwards, right? It's a very hard pill, especially you have an ego, right? yeah, I, I don't think, know. Those are my thoughts. I know Riot is working on additional projects. I haven't seen one come out. I've heard of many that have started, and I've heard of many that have been Holded. stopped. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know why, though. I don't have details on that, so I'm not going to shine light on something I'm ignorant to. I will read this last piece because I think it's juicy. Uh, it says, advice to management. Actually fire people who outright are destroying your studio, especially if they're friends with the owners. Talk to people who left your studio. Stop ignoring them. Your indifference will destroy you. And the last thing I'll read is it says, ease up on listening to people that have only worked at Riot and nothing else. Not sure what use someone is for staying at a studio for their entire career while only shipping one game. Bro, bro, bro. What did I say? I didn't even read these. It's just like (laughs) math, man. Like we've interviewed enough people. We've been through the industry enough. I see these problems all the time. Mm -hmm. The loyalty counts for something but i feel like if you have your millions i think your loyalty has been paid son <laughs> it's like it's fine dude yeah it's, enjoy it i i understand completely right like let's just be let's be real right i can say nine times out of ten i would see any group of people being successful with startup ragtag going to like top level still feeling like a sense of camaraderie and the sense of like loyalty to that group that made it happen You know what I mean? Because you're always going to be like, you know, we wouldn't exist if it wasn't for X, if it wasn't for Y. Now we're successful enough that we can still take care of you, even if it's just like, hey, you know what? 
you know, we're at a level where you may not be as effective, but we still are going to give you this salary, this money, and we're going to give you this less important thing to kind of manage so that you can still maintain your sense of like involvement. And, and that's just something that people do. I think it's more of a social thing than it is an actual business thing because you have people who didn't spend time in the business, in the industry, right. For decades, they're just kind of starting. You said it was a USC at the time, right? Like, Hey, so just out of college, right. You know, starting a company successful, their growth, their, their, their road to where they are now is probably self-defined more than anything. So therefore I can see a bro culture growing out of that. I could see, HR nightmare written all over it. That's not a disrespectful thing to say. I'm just saying I can see how that could occur. You know, (laughs) you don't know any better, you know, so culture is what you say it is. First company might be most likely the first place you've worked at, right? These guys, you know, there's a lot of reasoning and truth to Mm -hmm. these statements. I feel it's just logically, it makes sense. Mm but like this is what i see right i I see like i think people so this is where i see both sides um a little closer to the truth right a a lot of people who are there who are super happy i feel like you can definitely have a happy time at right right now right and and be completely oblivious to the situation because it probably hasn't affected you um because i think the problem lies in the root right until you climb that ladder, until you're like sharing the office close, maybe two doors down from the CEO, two doors down from the OG, or you're not reporting directly to these guys who built the company. So you're not seeing these issues right then and there, right? Maybe you're just hanging around with a new crop of guys, 2018, the very progressive, the very self-aware of what the industry is turning into, who's been at different companies are very respectful. You don't see what the old mentality is like. And this is a company that's been over 10 years, right? 12, 13 years. So you have guys who's only been at the company for 13, 12 years, and they have only been acting a certain way and, mm-hmm. and it shows tremendous success, right? There has been no harm or foul. And it is a, a great success story, right? 18 years. And this is the first Kotaku review, uh, <laughs> Kotaku investigation on sexual harassment. Man, it's like, Oh wow. That's pretty good. You guys really did some HR. Yeah. Um, yeah. Protection I, there. It's what's interesting is like, I always want to stand on my soapbox, but I always want to stand on the soapbox behind my soapbox and take an even broader look. Sometimes there's honestly a sexual harassment problem in the game industry, right? And so we may be seeing that like, it may be in the spotlight at Riot and I'm not gonna excuse like 18 years of it possibly happening, but I'm not gonna act like, you know, it, it, like you said, it is it is great that they made it this far, but I think that one, the game industry as a whole, the people who make games in general, there is a lot of individuals who have a hard time not being an asshole when it comes to working with females. I don't know why I don't understand. And I I know I'm hurting feelings. I know people are going to be mad that I'm saying this, but I'm just going to be obvious. I'm just, I'm, I'm I'm very observant of what goes on around me. Me too. I have a theory, but continue. I'll, I'll, I'll no, I just, I think the game industry as a whole, both on the customer end and the developer end more often, and it could even be further than that. It could just be a human, a human problem where like, Lots of male-based industry exists because there was a very big period of time where it was like man goes out and earns and provides, wife stays home. So a lot of businesses were set up 
under that mentality, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. A lot of people are born knowing that that's what their fathers did and this is what their mothers did. And so therefore it repeats a little less, but it still repeats. Like you still have these mindsets of, you know, we are this and they are less than, you know what I mean? And I, I hate to even say it like that. I'm just trying to be observant. And so I don't know if we're saying that like, hey, Riot, you have a sexual harassment problem or you have this specific problem right now. Because the types of people that are available, the types of people that are doing business, that are in business, or just in general, we have a problem with men accepting the fact that women are capable, competent, and can work alongside of you without being a love interest or a target of your, you know, stupid ass pickup jokes and right, fucking right, right, whatever right. else you got. You know what I mean? I right, right. All right, so let me step down. There you go. No, I, I agree, man. I think the. <sighs> It definitely comes from a place of resentment for some reason. Mm. Um, from my point of view, because I've been observant as well, <laughs> I think the guys who are uh, feel so strongly against women for for whatever reason, you know, I think if it comes from a place of rejection, maybe yeah. all the way from one, bad relation with their mother, sister, or whatever, or just on a personal level, you know, they just aren't able to talk to women like i have to say like it's very weird for me to hang out with some dudes and it's just like the the way they talk about women that they haven't met you know you know women that would just pass by and there's just offhand comments things like that it it just comes from if it comes from a mean place you know i just look at them up and down i was like okay I can see why, man. There's 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 some hurt and there's your some path. hurt and pain. Yeah, you don't. If you're a happy guy, right? If you get along with people, you don't have those type of feelings, mm. right? People are people, man. That's my theory. Right? Yeah. I haven't it's, been proven wrong yet. So, so here, here's my next misogynist moment, or right, just uh, let me just make sure I'm using that word properly. But <laughs> yeah, use a word. 2018, right? I, I would feel if if high school Larry was in high school right now, yeah. man, please, I would have been kicked out of high school. Yeah, yeah. Cause like I, I never had a problem being like, hey, I, I find you attractive. Do you want to go on a date? Do you want to, you know what I mean? Like I'm not an, I wouldn't grab or touch or do anything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. But like I had no problem ever in my life, no matter how fat or skinny or whatever I was going through at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, give it a shot. See what happens. Tell the girl yeah, you yeah. feel X, X, Y type of way. Yeah. I've had some really like fucked up rejections. Yeah. I've had some like funny, like I've had some soft rejections, like, Hey, no. And then I've had some success. We're like, yeah, "Yeah, cool. Let's do it. You know what I mean? You got to throw them damn dice though. You know what I mean? (laughs) If you you wanted to come up six, you got to throw the dice. Now, the reason why I'm saying I'd be scared now is because Holy shit, you can't hold a door for somebody today without them. Like there's a conversation as to, are you trying to hit on me? I can hold the door myself. I don't like, Oh, I'm like, Holy crap. This is, this is heavy right now. I'm sorry. I even like said, hello. <laughs> uh, I will say this, man. Like what Superman had the same, had some PR problems saying something like that. So mm-hmm. Henry Cavill is mm-hmm. Superman, right? And he was, uh, you know, there was a, a question about the me too, mm-hmm. uh, towards him. And he's like, you know, I'm in the old school way of, uh, romance and courting mm-hmm. courtship, but I'm, uh, it's an age where I, I don't know if I can say something just off that, uh, you know, I might come off as rapish, right? 
I mean, have to be very careful. I understand where he's coming from because he yeah. is a celebrity and it's very harder. It's harder for celebrities to do certain things because everything is press. Obviously, mm-hmm. his comment blew mm-hmm. up right before Mission Impossible. But yeah, that was definitely the wrong thing to say at that time. You know, it's just like he doesn't know how what flirting is versus raping. You know, yeah, that's, no. but that's it, you, a lot of people don't know what flirting is versus, yeah. you know, just sexual Being harassment. Creepy. Yeah. I would just say, like, I've toned it down. Well, I mean, uh, I'm not looking. I'm not looking right now. I'm just saying. But I've toned it down to a point where it's like, just try to enjoy your presence and their presence and, like, see if there's just chemistry. Yeah. And then maybe go for it because at least you have rapport. At least they know, like, you're not trying to just thirst after them. Right, right, right. You know, like you. There's definitely signals Mm -hmm. from how are you doing to... I think you're attractive. <laughs> Dude, like I would like to. There's there's levels to this shit. There's levels you? to that stuff. I think people just jump levels. I think that and they don't read the signals and the signs. I mean, obviously their approach is a lot different if the female or or someone of the opposite sex finds you attractive and you say certain things, right? You can say the same thing to different guys and one two different results. Two different results, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all based on the chemistry. And like you said, like you have to gauge that shit. And I feel like a lot of guys don't really care about how the females feel in a situation. They just go for what they want. I think that's the problem right there. They mm. think a certain way, they go for mm. what they want without yeah. gauging the situation. And that's where the problem lies. Maybe, you know what? Maybe it's time to reverse the role. Uh, because of getting sued, going to jail, sexual harassment, me too, out of respect. I just be like, yo, I'm single. <laughs> if you guys are interested, exactly. come to me. <laughs> Let me know, and maybe we can. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Um, I'm. I don't want to joke about me too, because that was like a big. That was a big thing. That's still it's a big thing. Yeah. Still a big thing, and it's what's funny is a lot of. I saw a lot of guy posts doing stuff like, oh, the double standard. Like I was sexually harassed, and I was. God. But nobody wants to hear it right now. Like right, your right. reaction right there is proof. No one wants to hear it right now. I've been in that situation mm-hmm. <laughs> on trains and subways dude i totally understand not as frequently as a woman yeah. by far not as frequently mm-hmm. so i understand right it's definitely very uh it's very easily dismissive in this time right? especially when um me too is all about women mostly right yeah. uh definitely as, as a i would say if you were comparing the two sexes and the frequency yeah for sure they need the most help they need the most help in, in terms of this is the big difference, right? Mm-hmm. In most situation, when a guy is being harassed by a woman, I feel like we're physically stronger to be able to handle ourselves. I, in most cases, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way a female is going to overpower me. In most situations, see, I have to be careful with get, that too. You're gonna get yourself in so much trouble. But I say, I, I, I would say, I can handle myself. I'm confident enough. Yeah, I would say that's most, probably a better way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. In, in most, in most situations, I think the male can overpower a woman, and that it becomes dangerous. Right? It's way more scarier, I think, to be a female. I would say a lot of it for me in recognizing the strength and the impact necessary for a change in the Me Too movement is, I think there's a lot more societal pressures. For the female when it comes to a one-on-one scenario right you being like oh if a female was doing x y and z you feel like you have escape options you feel like you can handle yourself right for a woman i think 
one of the issues that I feel for is they think beyond the one-on-one, but like, how are my coworkers going to feel if I do this? How are the boss is going to feel if I tell this story? How is the societal impact of what happened to me going to affect my future? So therefore be quiet about this thing because I don't want more cards to fall. Yeah. And that, that honestly is really the difference maker for me is like, man, if I'm like, Hey man, man, this girl over here, she grabbed my butt, man. That's fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, it's a different outlet. Yeah. I'll be high-fiving you. <laughs> you know, actually, so here's a story. <laughs> yeah. I actually had, I wanted to quit Best Buy over this, but it was, it was, uh, it was like a stupid young Larry, like looking at it as, oh, well, she's a female. She couldn't resist. Like it was, that <laughs> was the stupidest shame, shame me all you want, but shame right. me from then. I'm a different, I'm like not that different type of person. Larry. I wouldn't see it this way. Yeah. When I was working at Best Buy, I was in college. Uh, I was at a computer terminal and they made us wear these like khaki pants. Yeah. I'm an African-American male. I'm slightly larger. And I would just say like my rear end is a little more shapely than other people. A lot of squats. So <laughs> I'll never forget this. I had a manager who I was actually thought she was lesbian, to be honest. Yeah. It didn't matter, but I just thought that. Yeah. There was three managers. They were behind me. It was like a whole setup. If you ever saw the wood, it was this exact moment where they're like, I bet you won't touch Stacy's butt or whatever. Or not Stacy, whatever the girl, Alicia. I bet you won't touch Alicia's butt. So I'm like doing this terminal thing. Yeah. And she comes up from behind, like she makes her run and she's like running and running and running like this, like, you know, she acts like she falls yeah. and like pushes me into the computer. But I felt both hands <laughs> squeeze like full palm squeeze Dang. and then let go. And then she just left like, oh, sorry, excuse me. Yeah. Right. But you know how awkward that is? Yeah, like, yeah, even yeah, if it was yeah. an accident. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Oh, sorry. That's Are you OK? That's aggressive. Yeah. It was like I could I could feel the digital. Like, yeah, I could yeah, feel yeah. The I never in my life accidentally clasped my hands. Yeah, so, <laughs> but the thing is, like, the playoff was worse because she yeah. got out of the situation as soon as uh, possible. And I turned around and my eyes were like, "What the fuck?" Whatever. And then I saw two other Best Buy managers with their jaws dropped, just looking like she fucking did it. You know what I mean? Oh my like God. that was their. Yeah, that was a signal right there. Yeah. And so I was like, lawsuit city. You know what I mean? That was yeah, my first yeah, response. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, what money do I have? You know, like, who? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, and I was just like, Larry, you know, she just couldn't keep her hands off. Me, right, bro. Right, right, right. And I turned back around and I just let the shit happen. This, right, is, this right. is a true story. I'm not going to say names. I'm not going to say where. Right, I could care less. But three adults in powerful positions on top of me decided that that was something that they wanted to see happen. Right, right. And it happened. Yeah, that's that's a true story. I don't know how to feel about it. Be honest. This is like therapy for me right now. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, well, but let's say this, right? This this uh, is the difference right here. You know, we think of situations like that, and it's like one every seven years or something. Uh, Imagine mm -hmm. every yeah, day, yeah, every yeah, exactly, week, exactly. like not as uh, on a grand scale, but like little comments, like yeah, you're mm -hmm. you're, you're too cute for this job, yeah, like, like, things like that. Oh my god, yeah. you know that is very difficult. I I had a similar well, not as aggressive as yours. You know, I was at a convention and I was with, you know, Akia, my wife, we were walking around and I had my eyes on one of the booth and, you know, I felt my arm being grabbed and like rubbed, right? Rubbed in a very long time thinking that it's my wife holding my arm like, a, a, you know, a wife would. And after like two minutes of this, I finally looked over and it was a different it was a stranger. It was a guy. No, no. It was a female. <laughs> Thank God. It was a female. 
And I looked at her. I was like, oh, I, I think you mistaken me as someone else. And she just ran off. And it wasn't until later where I realized, okay, obviously she did that on purpose. Because, come on, what is the likelihood of someone in the same exact shape as me, right? Mm-hmm. For her to fill up someone to think that it's her boyfriend mm-hmm. that long and and not realize it, right? That was a very innocent version of yeah. a full-on well, like, ass grab. Yeah, you you weren't you weren't. In I wasn't Yeah, you weren't no. in any danger. You didn't I feel like you were in danger. Let's no, just, not at all. Let's just start with that. Even exactly. you did not feel like you were in danger. No, not at all. I didn't feel like I was in danger. I felt like I received something I didn't want to receive. Yeah. But if I wanted to, I could have balled up my fists. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> it was an easy hip toss. Oh, yeah. It was like, exactly. it was move five, man. Like, I learned you, that at Kung Fu. That's you already, <laughs> you didn't feel like you were threatened. It man her down yeah, it's, <laughs> with the rolling punches. So this is not a, con- this is not us condoning violence against women. No, no, this no. Is no. Us but saying I'm saying that the- we felt like there was not a threat. Not a threat at all. Exactly, and that's like once every five, six years, yeah. where it's that, and that that's not even aggressive, but that level of like physical yeah. interaction to that point, right? Yeah, and so, so like bring it back to right, like yeah. you got to imagine everyday commentary, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be physical touch. Yeah. Um, you know, you're already outnumbered, right? Especially if you're in a higher position, you're in a room full of bros in a meetings all the time, and of course, guys being guys, they feel more and more comfortable because they're not being checked. Mm-hmm. Right? No one's telling them you shouldn't be talking like this because the female doesn't feel comfortable enough to bring up something like this because you know they're at risk of of uh, being written off as being difficult. Right? It's very hard to combat this sort of thing, and you know even in the comments in in the Kotaku article, people was like, "Well, I mean, why is all these sources nowadays are all anonymous? Is like, how is this? How is this? How is this? You know, uh, good." <sighs> Enough for journalism. And then the comment after is like, dude, anonymous sources has been as old as journalism. It's yeah. like part of the, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? This is how people remain safe. It's God, I can't stand people anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but you always see that type of thing. Like, and that's the response. Why don't you just say your name so that we know that there's validity to it? Like, yeah, exactly. So we can yeah. hound you on the yeah, internet. Because like, it's the best court justice system <laughs> in the world, exactly. right? When, you know what happens when people get targeted? Yeah. Especially these days. Yeah. Holy shit, man. It's like life changing. People get run off of people like, hey, I just made a Star Wars movie. Oh, let me get off of all social media altogether because I'm being bullied so much. Exactly. I don't understand. People don't think it through, man. There's such a curtain nowadays on the Internet. It's very hard to not be anonymous. Mm -hmm. So please, please provide commentary on Game Dev Unchained if you feel a disagreement. We don't care. But let's let's turn it back, right? Yeah, let's, let's, let's go to the other yeah. side. What's yeah. positive? All right. Let me find a good one. Give me a sec. Uh, this looks like a good one. Okay. So here's a good one. It's pretty quick. It says August 9th, 2018. So it's also recent. Oh, so recent. Me. That's like today. Yeah. It's a former employee listed as production tech in Los Angeles. It says, great workplace community with strong expectations. Recommends fully, positive outlook fully, approves of CEO fully, five stars. Uh, I worked at Riot Games full-time, less than a year. Pros, amazing coworkers combined with a very professional work environment made for a very pleasant job. The thread that I'm seeing commonly is everyone appreciates the talent level at Riot. Of course, of course. Good and bad, that has been a thing that I've seen in like all of these reviews. Yep. Cons, high expectations can often push work into overtime. All right. <laughs> Hey, yeah. 
that's right, that sounds it. like that sounds like a sweet link. You know, every company I've worked for has had overtime. Right, right, right. Every company hasn't been right level, so that's yeah, the high expectations. Right? That's five point that. right there. I have five star reviews after like a Kotaku <laughs> investigation. It's never something to be trusted. It's like just to, especially when it's short. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like it's like just like damn it. I, I feel like I've seen this type of thing before. It's, it's, it's called bottom stacking, where yeah. you you flood yeah. the yeah, new reviews to push down. Uh, I've seen that happen once before. If it was paragraphs, if it, if it was not too specific so you can see who the anonymous employee is, but be like, hey, this is a situation where I was in this and this, 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 and it's a positive review, it's like I tend to really lean towards those. Okay. Right? If you have so much to say, if you spent the time to actually go to Glassdoor, right? To You're so positive about this place. It's like, <laughs> wouldn't you say a little bit more to combat, especially the bad press? Like this person, especially, right? If you are definitely doing that to combat the bad press, you know, you should say a little bit more to kind of illustrate your point. Otherwise, was, not believable. What was the date on the Kotaku article? Do you remember? Yeah, man. Uh, the Kotaku article came out this week. So if you're listening to the podcast, it's probably a, a week or two. So uh, July. No, no, it's not August. July. Tuesday at three. Oh, okay. All right, cool. So then here's a review from June 10th, right? Uh, this is actually this is, a four- so uh, August seventh is when it came out. Okay, so then this is prior to that article being okay. out, uh, June tenth, twenty eighteen. Neutral outlook, no opinion of the CEO. Working it right, games full time. It says pros, good pay for the video game industry, lots of opportunities to learn and grow, good benefits, lots of nice, well intentioned people. I believe that. Get it? Cons, widespread and institutionalized sexism. Whoa, portrait. Hello. Poor treatment of mothers and expectant mothers, as well as women in general. This is a company that would rather have a free smoothie bar and PC cafe where people can slack off during work hours than a daycare center. On a campus of over a thousand people, there's literally one small closet for women to pump breast milk in. Whoa, we didn't even touch that subject. I'm surprised the article didn't even talk about that, to be honest. Says, I got two more good paragraphs. A friend of mine told me recently that HR set up a meeting with her specifically to tell her that because she didn't have a note specifying a medical restriction from her doctor during pregnancy, that if her uh, that if her performance dropped, she would be fired and have no legal recourse. Damn. This, close, this person is clearly very productive and well-regarded uh, with those she works with. She added it to her already high level of anxiety about her pregnancy. In addition to all that, all you have to do is look at the ratio of women leadership in positions to realize that, or excuse me, women in leadership positions to realize that there's institutionalized bias against promoting women. This doesn't seem to be improving with time, despite all the lip service management pays towards the effort of having greater diversity in leadership, advice to management, stop treating your female employees so poorly. 33 found this helpful. Yeah. If you go in the glass door, that's actually a good tip that we want to reiterate. So this is the third yeah. glass door confession. We've illustrated that uh, the best reviews are the ones with the thumbs up. It's the anonymous thumbs up that agree to a certain review. Those are the ones you want to really read because those are verified uh, the best way that it can be on Glassdoor. Um, I'm trying to look on the website to see if there is a leadership page where they show all the... <laughs> like company photo. Yeah. But I mean, it might have to be a LinkedIn type of thing. Well, 
I'll say this, man. Like a lot of the evidence that we have access to is definitely painting riots, upper level management in a certain light right now. And I think because we're starting this podcast to actually see positive benefit in the world and to help people, let's attempt to help riot and let's attempt to help people who potentially may want to work at riot. I think is is make a change that would make themselves better at dealing with female employees, female promotion, female appreciation. I think uh the way I see it, right? It starts from the inside out. Yeah. Right? Hopefully they have, they recognize, well, it sounds like they recognize there is an issue. Mm-hmm. Finally, they started in May, right? Because it's uh, self, <laughs> <laughs> self-imposed self uh, fixing the problem, right? Nothing to do with the Kotaki investigation. I Whatever the reason, that's a good stance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they should continue to uh, welcome anybody who wants to come forward with their own experience mm. because those women who are working there probably have good ideas. Yeah. That, it's very surprising a place so successful like Riot. You know, honestly, I, I compare Riot to be more like a tech company. And you know what tech companies are like, Facebook, Google, these guys, unlimited vacation. Uh, they already got the cafeteria thing going. I'm sure they have that. They are very respectful of the mothers. You know, these places are granting mothers a year to year and a half of you know after giving birth and you know plenty of help to make sure that they come back without any repercussion to the job or danger to the job these are the steps that they would be able to spin positive press very easily right and they come back tomorrow strong and say hey man we are promoting and uh change making sure that women uh who are mothers especially have a year off, year and a half. I mean, these are things that happened in the tech companies uh, two years ago, right? Netflix started it and everybody follows suit, right? They can set the change in the example of what a successful AAA company can be by doing this this internally. Mm-hmm. And and it's going to help twofold, right? It's going to help people inside and it's going to help their image right now without too much of this damage stuff. If they keep denying it, dude, and I feel like... They're within the same vein of Naughty Dog, like marketeering. I feel like they're going to keep denying it and wishing this will blow over. But for me, it, it feels like it's picking up more and more steam. Yeah. And me, more and more people are talking about this mm-hmm. uh, more than usual. So I hope they change. For me, I will echo on the fact that, like, Naughty Dog, I would say, without knowing their financials, I'm just going to base this on assumption. They definitely are in a position where they can afford, you know, Hey, paid leave for your pregnancy for whatever duration, you know, like they could probably copy a Netflix model for the amount of women that they have at their company, every single one of them, right. Could be living off the Netflix model. And I don't think that Riot would be in any position where they're like, Hey guys, we got to make some cutbacks because you know, we had some people take pregnancy leave and I, as a male, I don't give a shit. You know, they're like, hey, this person who's on my team hasn't been at work for eight months. They're on pregnancy leave. I don't have to push a baby through my body. I don't give yeah, a yeah. shit. Take your time, whatever. Just come back, be healthy, be safe, and let's make this game. Let's finish this. It works both ways, right? This yeah. policy goes for mothers and fathers. Fathers yeah. are able to take a year off as well. Yeah, especially especially right. Like, I, I, let me double down on that, right? <laughs> yeah, right. We're not talking about a game that's like, hey, by October, we have to be finished. Yes. Right? Where eight months is like, this holy is fuck. This is an executive problem. It's like you know first I mean? class. Like, you have the resources. Yeah, this is... 
this is do this. League of Legends games as a service. Like eight months from now, they're still going to be in the same spot, making more content for the game. Eight months from then, making more content for the game. Eight years from now, hopefully, still making more content for the game. Of all the places or all the projects that could probably absorb somebody's leave of absence, <laughs> a, a company like that should probably be like prime. Right. right. And that's 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 the first thing I'll say. And I think it really starts with the leadership, Renee, for them to have the employees trust them because internally I think they have the same skepticism as us. It's like suddenly you want to talk about women issues because of the article. It's like, they're not stupid. Right. But a good, uh, uh, action of faith would be like, let's promote women in leadership roles. Let's have these women, uh, uh, control these conversations. Right. If it's like, Hey, women an issue. And it's being run by a man. (laughs) Like in the conference room, it's like, all right, you guys are not getting this. Obviously, it's like, it's a start, but it's more like, come on, you have enough females there to be able to promote someone in those roles. And I, I really think in a game like League of Legends, it only helps like, when you're trying to capture everyone. Like in my own experience, my problem with I'm, I'm probably the only idiot that doesn't play League of Legends, right? And I have to say, I tried, right? Mm-hmm. To me, from an outsider point of view, and this might be going to a deep dive, mm-hmm. uh, to me it was very toxic uh, community. I, I tried to, you know, I did all the tutorials, which was really helpful. It looked like a lot of fun. It was huge, right? So I wanted, like, I wanted to see what it was about as a developer. I went through all the tutorials. It was like, all right, now you're ready to go online play. I sat there for like a good hour trying to get into servers that I did get in and get kicked out immediately by players because my, my levels yeah, so were good enough. Yeah. were so low. And it's already a difficult game, right? Your skill set has to be super high to be able to play. But there was no no way for me to be even hardcore. So yeah. I can only imagine, you know, maybe times have changed and they have recognized that as a problem and to grow their user base and everything. They have to fix problems like that. Yeah. It has to be somewhat reflective of what the studio is like if that's the type of players that they encourage to become developers at Riot, right? Mm -hmm. If that's their whole philosophy. I know lately it has changed. Like They're not as exclusive anymore to just people who play League of Legends. They have included more and more uh, friends of mine that don't play LOL, LOL, Mm -hmm. uh, which is great. And hopefully that continues. But from my own experience, that's what I've seen. And so they need to include, you know, leads. Leads make decisions. Leads help change, right? Uh, And it starts from the top. I think what's interesting about this, it's a man's world, you know, kind of like business culture that has been set. I would say just on blind faith, I would imagine a competent female employee of equal skill level as a competent male employee I bet you might actually get more out of the person who feels marginalized because they kind of go into the job with like, I have a chip on my shoulder. I know that it's going to be tougher on me. I know that they're going to scrutinize me. I know that they're going to want to. And so a lot of times those people will like feel like they have to work extra just to prove. I'm not saying to take advantage of that. I'm simply saying that like 
that just seems like it's a better deal. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if, it, if I'm going to hire two people, one person is like, oh, I'm going into bro culture. I know this game. I can see maybe there's a potential that that person may actually underperform at times because they feel like they're in. They feel like, oh, I'm one of, I'm with the click. I'm cool. They don't feel like they have to run twice as fast just to finish at the same time. Whereas that's something that I kind of model as well. Like definitely early in my career, I was like, man, Larry, you don't look like them and you don't talk like them. You don't enjoy the same stuff. You're very different. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. How are you going to be effective in this industry? How are you going to get them to be like, oh, yeah, you know, hire Larry? I was like, you got to bust your ass and you can't be wrong because they're probably waiting for you to mess up to be like, see, you see? Yeah. To me, it's win-win for them, right? If there is sexism or prejudice already, that means you're already paying them less and you're getting more value out of them. So, oh, <laughs> oh, so oh, damn. it's an investment <laughs> that's going to pay off. Alright? So, just jokes. Just jokes. Just jokes. Alright. Look at us. We're minorities. We're good. <laughs> Man, I... My hat goes off to all the females in the game industry who deal with what they shouldn't have to deal with. Any marginalized or protected class of community of individuals who like are really being put through the ringer just to do the same amount of work and get less praise or less than anyone else. It's an issue with me too. sexism with harassment of all forms. Our industry has a lot of work that it needs to do. I think that we can't let toxic communities take over we can't let toxic communities establish themselves and for damn sure if they do exist we can't let it continue i think it's disrespectful to our craft i think it's disrespectful to our fraternity and not just i don't want to say fraternity in the sense of all male but just the the brotherhood the sisterhood the i guess fraternity is probably like the best word to use but like our culture our developer community right we want to be game developers as a career this is a business but it's also a lifestyle choice and we can't marginalize our creative peoples. We can't marginalize our communities and we definitely can't continue to support toxicity for any group or people or class because it does not help. It only brings lawsuits. It brings people who hate, despise or detest you. It creates enemies. It creates competitors. You know what I mean? None of it is a good thing. Treating people well is a great thing. You can do very well in the industry just being like, hey, you're going to do X. I will pay you for X. That's a mutually beneficial situation. Don't make it harder on the individual. Don't make it worse. You look like a dick. Don't be a dick. You know, that's a great sign off. I just want to say one last thing as a. uh, For a lot of employers out there, right? If Mm. someone comes at you like Kotaku and say, hey, we're doing an investigation. There's been all anonymous sources that we're talking to you about sexism in your workplace, right? Do you have any comments? And your response is like, hey, we've been in the business over like 15, 16 years. We are combating this since May of 2018. <laughs> that's that's not that's not a good counter, man. It's not a good look. Think about it. Think about it, bro. Well, what's what's worse is not only do people know you don't give a shit, right? But yeah, like, yeah. there's no protection when you're inevitably proven wrong. Right. Exactly. If well, I shouldn't say inevitably, but there's no protection if you're proven wrong. Like, oh wow, look, clearly this was going on. It was proved by an outside source who has less information and insight than you that has yeah. been going on. Now that it's exposed and proven, here's this statement where you said a day later yeah. it's not happening. Yeah, don't do that, man. It's a bad luck. It never Just works. Yeah, it didn't work yeah. for naughty. 
question, we're for you. All right. All right. Good luck, Riot. Hope you do well. Uh, good yes. luck to all the females that work there. And hopefully this will not be the case much longer if it is the case. Of course. And we're always open to all points of views, yeah. right? So go to our website. If you want to share your story, let us know. <laughs> There's an email there. There's even a contact page. We want to we want to hear from you, especially if you're working at Riot. If there's anything that we said that is incorrect, please correct us. Mm-hmm. Again, these are opinions of our own. Yeah. We're reading it off Glassdoor. We're commenting off the articles that we've read. We hope that this world is exactly what everyone wants to imagine it to be in the game industry, which is all colorful, all inclusive, all mm-hmm. awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Please prove us wrong if you said anything. <laughs> and I would rather be told like, hey, no, that's not going on. And you be telling the truth. I would rather that be the case than the opposite. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely anyone from Riot who does want to come on. If you have clearance, please, we would love to talk. Let us know what we don't know. Because, again, we're reacting to sources on the outside. Yeah. So. Thank you, guys. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.